and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and with my good friend, South Stand Chum, beautiful bearded wizard of the O's, Mr. Paul Levy. Thanks, mate. Nice one. Thank you very much indeed. Welcome back, everybody, to episode number 20, the monumental 20. Um, thanks as always. We start off the show thanking everybody who has uh, been engaging with us uh, by email, by Twitter, on the on the message boards. Um, we've got a whole raft of new followers. Thank you and welcome if you're listening um, for the first time. Welcome. I uh, hope you enjoy what we do. Uh, as always, let us know if you've got any comments, any feedback, or anything. We're on Twitter at Orient Outlook, or if you want to email us, we're Orient Outlook at Outlook um, if you want to retweet from us, if you're happy to u- for us to use your comments in uh, in these podcasts, you need to include us in your tweets. Absolutely, couldn't have said it better myself. So, people who have been in contact with us this week, um, and there's been loads of you, uh, it's been great, and we'll keep yeah. engaging, and you know, it's what we try and do as a podcast and as a Twitter site. So, reviews came in thick and fast for last week's episode, episode number nineteen. Uh, the first from Nick Roche at. Euro Orient said, "Good job, fellas. Look forward to the Scott McLeish interview, which will come to uh, later on. Later on, yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Nick and Pete Hope at Hope Boy Two Nine One. Enjoyed the podcast. Spot on regarding MM Mara Milanese, astute. Both his signings, confident on the ball, have vision and experience. Will lift the team. Yep, good comment. Good point. Yep. At David Sears Free. So look forward to next week's instalment when hopefully you'll be able to discuss another positive <laughs> result." Hindsight's a wonderful thing. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> uh, at Julian Fern, great podcast. Hope you both are keeping well up the Orient. Thanks for getting in touch, Julian. At The Authentic Gaz, so just caught up with the last two podcasts. Great work as ever, lads, and thanks for the mentions. No problems, no problems. Gaz. Yeah, thanks for getting in touch. At Chris underscore Holmes 24, love the podcast. Makes supporting Orient more enjoyable, whether we win or lose. Hashtag Orient Outlook, come on you O's. And Orient. Thanks for that. At Barry Twin said, just listen to episode 19. A great listen. Hopefully, another three points to discuss next week. Again, hindsight being a wonderful thing. Uh, David at David G Boone. Episode 19 is great. You really do the business with the pod and tweets for all uh, and tweets for all the many O's fans unable to go to the matches. Keep it up. Yes. Yeah, so if you are unable to go to matches, we try to cover the games in as much detail as we possibly can. We don't go to all the away games or many of the away games as much as we certainly as much as we'd like to. So absolutely, we do rely on uh, the the dedication of those that do. And we received a nice email on Monday from uh, Chris Wood, who said, "I think that the Orient can safely push on from now. Uh, last season, my Canadian football team, the Eskimos, and my hockey team, the Oilers." sacrificed themselves so the Orient could have a successful season uh, this year the Eskimos are doing much better um, and the Oilers are poor so Orient must now be free to win games and head up the table fingers crossed fingers crossed fingers crossed so thanks for all those comments and as we said keep them coming so this week it's been another busy week for the Orient on Monday we in, well it was announced that we will not be signing Tim Vinken the right midfielder who we discussed last week who was on trial with the club he is now training with Atletico Balearis, so good luck to him, and um, yeah, we still await a Dutchman at the Orient. <laughs> uh, Dagnall was quite rightly included in the League One team of the week, so well done, Daggers. Um, his um, his comment uh, in relation to to that and the game in general was: "There's real competition for places. All I can do is keep working and scoring. Great sign to see the strength up front. It should drive and motivate the players. Absolutely." Yep. And Vince Lowe on Dagnall's Man of the Match, sorry, Vince Lowe on his Man of the Match yeah. award said maybe 
they mistook one beard for another. It's quite an easy thing to do. Quite an easy thing to do. I suppose. And it was also announced that Harry Beautyman, who was ex-Orient Youth and who never really got a look in at the O's, did he? Got played a couple of games, but nothing really. Yeah. Is no. now joined uh, Peterborough on loan with a view to a full-time move. So a bit yeah. frustrating, you know, not, apart from Mo, no one's really come through and one of our youth who we let go is now at Peterborough and pushing on. So good luck to him, but unfortunately Absolutely. it would have been better to see it to see him with the O's. He's scored eleven goals from midfield so far, but that's at non league level. But you know yeah. be a different different step up. And then on Monday night there was the Loft uh, annual general meeting, uh, which is the Leighton Orient Fans Trust uh, annual general meeting at the supporters club. Uh, once Loft business was done and out the way they had a special guests of Mauro Milanese and Alessandro uh, Angeleri, who is the uh, CEO um, Loft have very kindly um, sort of put a lot of the information on their website. So some of the bits that we've um, garnered from their website uh, was that Mauro played credit, paid credit to the support he's had from the entire backroom team since becoming manager. And he didn't want to change any of them when Francesco Buschetti asked him to take over. Yep, he would also like to reduce the average age of the squad to around 25 and 26 if he can in the January transfer window. Uh, and wants to add some more pace to the team, saying we need another Moses. Mm. Um, but anyone who comes in has to increase the strength of the first eleven and not the squad. So Great I look, comment. For, look forward to a, an active January. Absolutely. Whether or not Mauro returns to the role of sporting director at some point is up to the mandate from Mr Bichetti. For now, he's happy as manager and will always give 100%. When asked for the definitive version of Russell Slade's departure as manager, Alessandro replied, there is only one truth... If Chelsea approached me tomorrow and offered me five times my salary, what do I answer? The truth is, it was a great opportunity for Russell. With Mauro noting, Russell deserved his chance for what he did last season. Yeah, that's good. Great, great comment. Good points. Yeah, yeah. Happy with that. Alessandro would be happy to speak to shareholders once his English improves. I don't actually know who the shareholders, other than Loft. There's a few individuals, but how did they get? No idea. Shareholder shares and and how do you get more? No anyway. idea. And last point from the loft is Mauro believes uh, Legends and Vincelo's beards are a league above the others at the club. But when asked if he would shave his hair off as we used to board managers, he said maybe I will if we win League One. Yeah, there you go. Probably well, unlikely. I think you're we'll a bald headed uh, yeah. Mauro. So on Tuesday, the development. Um, Team or development league game we had away to Luton. I was a bit of a surprise. Very experienced lineup, yeah, uh, including uh, Baldry, Sawyer, Price, Bat, Mooney, uh, and Cashkit. And basically, we ended up losing two nil. Um, but it sounded like Granger had a good game, so good to see players getting fitter. Obviously, yeah. Bat, Mooney being used as as a fitness fitness. So yeah. Absolutely. Wednesday and Thursday were quiet, and Friday was Adam Legend's birthday, so we we wished him a happy birthday, and I think quite a few people did as well. So well done uh, to those of you who saw that. Uh, And then Bradford away on on Saturday, Uh, as we record this, it was yesterday. Uh, So starting lineup here was Legend's in goal. Desainer at left-back, Clark and Cuthbert at centre-back with Omazuzi at right-back. We then had Cox on the left wing, Wright and Price in the middle, Pritchard on the right uh, with Dagnall and Plasmati up front. Subs of Granger, who'd been recalled from um, Farnborough. Farnborough. Sawyer, Baldry, Lee, Mackinough, Bat and Mooney on the bench as well. Yep, so Vince Lowe was suspended as he picked up a booking in last week's one over crew. He got replaced by Price. And our injury table still massive, so Woods yeah. out, Bartley out. Simpson out, Larry out, Henderson, Lisby and James all still missing. Yeah. And out of that list, I go, right, Simpson's probably first team, Lowry's probably first team, James is probably first team, 
So that's three potentially first teamers missing, if not yeah. more. Um, so Woods suffered a thumb injury. So far, so as Paul said, Granger's been recalled from Farnborough. Your views on the team? Uh, Whips across weekly LOFC at WhipCW said we are more we are happy more of the same from the crew game squad. Yeah, it's not surprising really. I thought that would be the way it would go myself. Yeah, absolutely. I thought that would have galvanised them as well. Morris yeah. K at uh, Eves K. Happy Price is back. Decent team. Happy Dagnall is getting his chance. I agree with you on that. At Chris underscore Holmes 24. Sad to lose our best player. Um, hopefully we have the intensity and desire we did against Crew. Yeah. Good point. At Mike Brown Music. Only concern is, have Wright and Price played together before? That area is key today. We'll need some org from the two centre-backs. Organisation from the two centre-backs. Yeah, good point. Yeah, um, absolutely. So before the match, Mauro Milanese was out on the pitch again, looking sharp and dapper <laughs> in his suit, with yeah. arms folded, intensely watching training. And again, I like that. I think that's a good thing to see. I agree. You know, yeah. seeing what the players are doing before kickoff and making sure they're all passing it around well. So fair play to Mauro. Yeah, the, make play. sure the warm up's done properly. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely agree. So match kicked off. Eleventh um, minute, Plaz Matty Desaina combined well before Plaz dragged his shot wide. Absolutely, and then on 22 minutes, Bradford close to an opener as Yates's cross is flicked on by Clark and the ball goes inches wide. 28 minutes, Desaini gets booked for a late tackle and then kicks off at the ref who gives him a talking to. <laughs> Bradford should be ahead um, uh, after this. Yates's corner finds McCardle six yards out. It's a free header and the defender sends it wide. Sounds like bad defending again from the O's. 37th minute, big appeal for handballs. Clark's low drive appeared to strike the arm of the slipping Cuthbert. Only a corner given. Okay, 38 minutes. Clark denied again by a good save from Legends. Hasten to say, obviously, this is Clark of Bradford. Yes, obviously. Not Clark, Clark of Orient. Trying to score on goals. Just in case if you're listening and, and you're getting a bit confused, it's Clark of Bradford. Um, 40 minutes. Yeats, a whisk away with a shot from 20 yards. At this point, it was just relentless, relentless pressure. And you're just thinking, oh, he's getting at half time, keep it nil nil, and let's try and sort it out or change it up. But, you know. Didn't go that way. 41 minutes again. Legend again stands tall to deny Stead. Good, good signing at this level. 42 minutes, 1 0 to Bradford. Stead latches onto a ball. Squares for Billy not to tap home. And, you know, essentially, um, we, we watched that goal and Clark mistimes his, his yeah, head. Yeah, I haven't just seen it. Clark seems to lose the ball in the air or, or misjudge it, so it goes above his head. Not the first time that's happened. No. Nope. against Northampton where he yep. had the guy behind him. Um, and then squared from Stead, clever ball, round the back of the defence, tapping for their forward. Legends is appealing for offside, but no chance of that being given. So unfortunately, he couldn't hold off till the half-time whistle. Uh, went in at 1-0. A quick summary of that, first half. No shots on target, nothing produced. Is that because Vincelow was missing? Like We've noted it before, when Vincelow doesn't play, we look much more susceptible to, to, to attacks and don't look like the same team. Um... I noted that I, I think Moons and McEnough will be on sooner rather than later. Yeah. And as it happened, McEnough was brought on for Pritchard for the start of the second half. Attendance was announced at 12,489. With 308 away, uh, 308 away fans. Great effort by us, but 12,000 fans 12, in, in League One. Yeah, big club. Big, big club, club, big stadium. Big, yeah. But kudos to the 308 away fans. A massive amount of lads to travel so if you win well done yeah absolutely so into the second half we go Orient appeal for a penalty for a handball from a Desaina cross but nothing was given uh, Orient's first effort at the half sees Nathan Clark had a Cox corner harmlessly over the crossbar 
65 minutes as a substitution as Mooney comes on for Plasmati. That seems to be the thing at the moment. Plasmati is obviously still not quite at match fitness. He's playing 60 to 65, 70 minutes, and then he comes off. But, so yeah. it's good to see they're managing him, managing this him. Yeah, but should he be fit by now? He's been yeah. in the club for quite a while now, and it's still the same, like, you know, puffing out of his considerables, you know, around the hour mark. <laughs> yeah. Always the same. Cool. 72 minutes, terrible marking from Desain, allows Halliday a free header at the back post. His effort strikes Legends and then hits the bar. And then we've got a goal. Um, I shouldn't sound so disheartened by no. it because it's the equalising goal. Orient levelled as Mooney takes advantage of a mistake to break through and finish. And having just watched that on the Football League show, um, his persistency and he, he picks that pocket and he runs through on goal and puts it under the keeper. Keeper arguably for them should have probably yeah. done a bit better and saved it. But you know the fact Maybe. that, as you said, Mooney didn't have time to think about it and he's just buried it in the corner. Great finish. Yeah, good finish from Moons. Well Moons. done, Moons. He got, when he gets into those positions and he's under pressure a bit, he always strikes it early. And whenever yeah. he does that, he normally scores. It's when Mooney has time to look up and think about chipping the keeper yeah. where it normally goes wrong. So great finish from Moon. Yep. Two and two for him now. So hopefully we, his fitness can get back on a decent level. Absolutely. So from euphoria to despair, yep. 76 minutes straight, red card, Dagnall for a tackle. In my eyes, it's an obvious red. You can tell from Dagnall's reaction, two-footed, Although, you know... It was a one-footed lunge. Both feet off the ground, flies into their midfielder. It's always going to be a red. Watch Dagnall's reaction to that, and that tells you everything you need to know. As soon as he does it, lies on the floor, covers his face, he knows what is coming. Now, granted that he's not, he's not a, you know, malicious. malicious at all, yeah. but he knows that's a bad challenge, and mm. always a red for me. You? Yeah. Think it's a bit harsh, I, or? I, th- I think it was, but I think if it... it Looking at it from Mauro's angle, he, you can see why he thinks it's only yellow, and I hope the club will appeal it. But you've seen them given as reds and yellows. Yeah. So the the, the, the fact of that the, the fact that there is a lack of consistency in refereeing, I think, you know, would suggest that you could get away with being given a yellow for that and a, and a good stern talking to. Yeah. Silly. The slightest infringement again, and you're off. Silly from Dagnall. We just got yeah, back into silly. the game. Yeah. Mauro should have been literally saying to him, "Keep your heads. Let's go on and try and win this." Sixty seconds later, Dagnall flies in. Bad challenge. And a red. So literally, you know, we all knew it was going to be back to the wall from that point. Um, and unfortunately, it didn't take Bradford long to get back in front. Uh, ball got played to their winger, put it across a six-yard box, beat Omazuzi, beats Clark, beats Desena. So it beats three of our defenders before finding their man, Clark. Seven yards out, wasn't it? Yeah, good finish by him, to be fair, but ball should have been cut out earlier. We find ourselves 2-1 down and a man down. Yeah. Very little to go on. Yeah, absolutely. And then not too long after that, about a minute or two after that, Bradford had a third, and it's a shocker for Lejdins. His appalling pass, so Cox plays it back to Lejdins. It wasn't on the floor. It was kind of sort of above, sort of like shin level. And rather than him taking the touch and bringing it back across goal to then sort of punt upfield, he's trying to play it first time out to Nathan Clark. He fails to do that. Straight into he their man. Passes Stead. it straight to John Stead, who rounds the kit, who basically shoots. And, yeah, and, I mean Cuthbert was unlucky. Cuthbert anticipated what was going to happen. Goes on the line. Goes on the line. But the yeah. ball's going too much pace for Cuthbert to cut it out. Yeah. Three-one. Bad mistake. An easily avoidable goal. That's the yeah. worst thing. Yeah. Um, and at three-one, it was game over, wasn't it? Was, it? Nothing yeah. to play for really. Finished three-one. Disappointing defeat for the O's after last week's brilliant win. Four-one win. Yeah. Three-one down. Yeah. yeah. Just the consistency is just. Came crashing back down to earth. Yeah. Uh, Milanese says, It was a yellow card for me and never a red. The decision made it tough for us. It changed the game and we should have had a draw. Yeah, potentially. Fair play. Yeah, and Mero also revealed, interestingly, that Henderson is 
out long term with a foot injury. Yeah. But I've heard he's broken a bone in his foot. That, that that's what I've heard. Yeah. Nothing. That's what, that's what he said, said there. That's what he said there. So we got um there, there's a new uh Twitter um uh account out yep. there now called at L O F C underscore fans, which we'd Strongly urge you all to follow. Um, yeah, great Twitter account, great interaction with Orange supporters. It's only been up for about four days and he has about 170 followers, so well done. Um, and he was there at the game yesterday and he's kindly given us his player ratings as we couldn't make it. And yeah, we'll go through the ratings. Yeah, do, one quickly, at a time, yeah? do that now. Yeah, go for it. Adam Legends gets a six, kept us in it first half, but cost us goal number three. Fine. Omazuzi got a five, nothing special, no errors. Clark, four, didn't win much in the air. Yeah. Disappointing Nathan Cuff. But six, best O's player again. Uh Desana five, silly booking, could have been red. Still not hundred percent fit. Okay, Cox five, hardly featured first half, slight uh, second, he was slightly better. I, I think Cox has been massively off the ball as well. I know he's supplied a few and got and got a couple of goals himself, but Cox hasn't been the same player he was last season either, just on yeah. while we're talking about him. Pritchard four, was he on the pitch? Like my point about him, when he comes up he gets a decent left back. Yeah. Seems to have problems trying to well, he's Get not a right game. winger, that's why. No, that's the absolutely, problem. Absolutely. Pritchard, four, yeah. So Price and Wright, both five, can't play together. Disappointing. Plasmati, five. Won a few headers, uh, but not good enough at this level at the moment in time. But again, I don't think he's fit. Yeah, I think he's good enough because yep. we've seen more of him. And I, 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 I slightly disagree, but that's not to be argumentative. Yep. Dagnall got a five. Need to see red card again. Battled well, showed desire. Mooney, six. Took goal well. He did, to be fair. I don't yeah. agree with that. McEnough got a five, still doesn't look interested. What is JB McEnough's problem? Just doesn't look I don't know. just doesn't look like he, he wants it, which is surprising because when we signed him, he was the one everyone was getting excited about. And yeah. the summer, that was the one that really got players, you know, and fans really raving. So again, thanks to LOFC underscore fans for those ratings. Yeah. And yeah, give them a follow on Give them Twitter. a follow, yeah, absolutely. So our league position is played nineteen, we've won four, drawn seven, lost eight. Uh, we've got a goal difference of minus five, and we're now, unfortunately, on 19 points. Uh, we have got the best goal difference in the bottom nine uh, of the uh, of the league, though, so that's one positive, so that one one win and, and, and a sort of couple of goals here or there for, in our favour would certainly help us, uh, yeah. you know, push push away from, from that. And then, obviously, off the back of that game, um, Twitter absolutely exploded. Yeah, it did. Which we'll come to in a bit. So come to, yeah. Positives uh, for this week. I'll do the two positives we found. Yeah, we can only think of two positives for this week, unfortunately. So our positives, sticking with the number two, Mooney's second goal in two consecutive matches. Seems to be, you know, almost getting fit. Seems yeah. to be up for it. And two good finishes by Moon. So, you know, another week of training and hopefully he'll be fit and I presume he'll start next Saturday. Yeah. Um, and the only other positive we could think of is that we equalised against the run of play, which shows, you know, good spirit spirit amongst the camp so fair play for the boys for getting back into it because by that time we really should have been dead and buried so good sign that we came back into it so Paul you want to have a go for the negatives yeah so the negatives this week is obviously quite quite a bit easier than the positives unfortunately so our real discipline um, is one negative this week another loss which um, which must affect morale and confidence within the team um, and fans' frustration must be affecting the relationship with the players and the club overall. And we make that comment because there was a lot of lot of noise on Twitter made about the fact that um, you know I think Coxie was involved in in something or or, or some of the players were remonstrating no, with all blown out of proportion. Fans, I reckon, but, but I mean you can we'll come to it after. But the fans are getting more and more agitated 
Um, and quite rightly so, if you travel 300 miles and you don't think what you see is a, a standard performance, then you've got every right to be annoyed. Yeah, well, unfortunately, standard performance isn't isn't good anymore. No, absolutely. So our hero of the week goes to David Mooney again. So well done, Moons. Two yep. and two. Congratulations, and hopefully this this time next week it'll be three and three, and three or four and three, or five and three, if he gets a hat-trick. Let's hope so. Mooney! So, so Paul, yeah, your so because of the explosion on Twitter, and we'll, we'll, we've got a load of tweets to get through, but but just sort of some of our thoughts for, for where we're at at the moment. Um, in this podcast, we've always tried to be upbeat, even when we've been diabolical. We've introduced the hero of the week and the goal of the month to try and bring some happiness to our podcast and to, to our listeners. Yesterday, in the space of about 10 minutes, we, sub- we survive a Bradford attack, we counter-attack and equalise, Dagnall gets a red card, Bradford take the lead, Leshtins fails to clear a Dean Cox back pass, which gives John Stead a chance, and he scores a third to put the game to bed. Although we understand, those we understand it, Leshtins kept us in it in the first half, he's cost us the game in the second. We lack consistency is the general theme here. There seems to be a total change in mindset and attitude at the club from a very positive attitude last season to totally negative this season. And this needs to change immediately. Individuals this season have had absolutely shocking performances and it's hard to stomach given how well everyone played last season. How can they go from being so good to so poor? So I think, I think to come back on that is that last season they set themselves a very high standard of football which they all met and... The expectation going into this season was we'd at least get playoffs if if not, um, which kind of explains why the fans are getting so annoyed and you know the players have done it before so why can't they do it again really? Yeah, I think also the fact is where you see that they're just making stupid mistakes. Oh, absolutely, yeah, you know, that you shouldn't be making yeah. given how good you've been. Uh, yeah, I absolutely agree. Nathan Clark was, was heading those balls out of play last year for fun. Yeah, yeah, and this like year no this year they're beating them left, right, and centre around the back. Yeah. So, one thing that hasn't helped is our injury list this season. It's been unbelievable and it hasn't helped us at all. Um, it's not an issue that we had to deal with last season. Key players like Vince Lowe have been in and out of the team. He's probably been rushed back too soon given our desperate needs. Uh, I know he's suspended yesterday, but, but generally. Uh, playmaker Lloyd James out with a long-term injury has not been adequately replaced. Not playing with a consistent team means obviously the players can't gel and find a rhythm, which is the uh, situation we found ourselves in last season where we had a consistent team. Yep. It can look like a group of players who have just met despite us only losing two starting players from last season. New players not getting to match fitness or sharpness anywhere near quick enough. Uh, Joby McEnough still looks disinterested. I don't... I don't... I don't get Mac enough at all. No, like, I don't think anyone does. Everyone knows he's better than what he is. Like and the Caribbean Cup. Yeah, is he just there he for the money that. or? I don't know. What's the problem? I've got no idea. Impact players like Bat and Mac enough not changing games, and they've given us uh, and given that they've both played at a higher level. This shouldn't be an issue, and is really disappointing. An essential replacement for Moses has not worked out, and no one else is supplying the strikers, so we're not scoring goals. We lack pace in the team and that shows when teams counter-attack us. Last season we had Moses who would be the last man back to nullify any counter-attacks and that was brilliant to watch him. I think when we had Moses I was kind of under the impression oh he's alright, he's slightly better than most other League One players. But now that we've lost him I actually look back and go do you know what Moses was actually a superb player and the fact that he's at Brentford makes it even more gut-wrenching and see how well they're doing yeah. and the fact we only got a million for Moses because I think Moses will move on from Brentford in about two, three years for at least five or six But we've if, got, if we've he got keeps going the way he's going yeah but 
It's just it's just disappointing. We, we he was never going to stay though. He wanted to play at a high level. Had yeah. we have got there uh, in the playoffs, then he would have stayed. Yep. Um, there's no real quick fix to this. Franco Bichetti has pumped in a lot of money into the club. He deserves he deserves more success than we've got. Much of that is down to the playing personnel. So I know a lot of people are blaming Bichetti and they're not happy with him. But at the end of the day, he's putting a lot more money into the wage bill than what than what Barry Hearn did. I think he's yeah. paid another one point four million or one point like, three million, something like that. So he's he's putting a lot of money, you know, to get a better caliber yeah. player to move us a- up. Absolutely. So he's given the tools to the management at the time, and you know, although Slade is still thought of fondly, and you know, I love Russell Slade. It was it's his signing. It's his essentially, signing. Essentially, essentially, yeah. You know, he signed Henderson. And McEnough. And the two keepers. And Price. And the two keepers. So, yeah. so yeah, part of it is the responsibilities. And we didn't exactly start off well with him. Yeah. So, uh, abusing the players with personal comments is not helpful at all. There's no issue in constructive criticism, but some fans seem to take this to another level. The players want to do well and win. Losing concentration and switching off in games is not acceptable, and that's down to the individual. So many of them need to take a real serious look at themselves and ask the question, am I really giving 100% every game and for the entire game. Yeah, absolutely. And what do you think? Uh, I felt like yesterday that the last few weeks of good work that we have done, you know, being crew and being Northampton have all just been undone. And even though we were playing poor, you know, we just equalised and could have gone on to win that game. I know we hadn't played well, but who's to say that, you know, Dagnall stays on the pitch, we break away two minutes later and score a second yeah. and do him. Um, so Dagnall sending off was definitely the turning point yesterday. Uh, I completely get the fans' frustration. You know, they're so... Expectations were so high going into this season. Um, everyone's was. So that's why I think the frustration is really high because everyone expected us to be so much better than what we were. Mm. But we shouldn't take it out on the players. Uh, although I think the players, as you said, have got a responsibility to play for the shirt. Yeah, and, and I know, think there's a lacking. Yeah, I mean, if Orient lose... Massive lacking. You know, I don't mind Orient losing when they lose, but I want to see 11 players, when they lose, walk off the pitch covered in sweat covered in mud and grass yeah. and looking like they've really fought and absolutely agree I think that's Spang part on. of the problem it's not looking like that at the moment it, it, it really isn't there's a lot of frustrated heads out there a lot of people think I'll, I'll leave it lacking uh, the, 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 the passion and desire yeah and I to, think. to be fair to Mauer though he's not stupid you know the signings he's bought, he, he has bought in so far have been pretty decent um, and he will see weaknesses in the team like we all do you know we see him Mauro will see him as well and he'll go and target those in January I'm sure he will like he carved in the loft meeting, he will but he will get players in January who will impact the first eleven, um, and I'm sure they'll be great players. Coming back to the keeper point, a lot of people aren't happy with the two keepers, but you've got to be realistic here. We've just signed both Woods and Legends in the summer. Mm. They're going to be tied to the club for at least the next two to three years. Um, I don't, I can't see Orient paying them off out of contract because you can't just release a player. You have to give them a big payoff to get them out of the contract. They could be loaned out. Could be loaned out, but you'd still be paying paying part, part of their wage. wage, and I don't think I don't think we'll do that. Um, for me, although I'd love to see Eldon back, I reckon there's no chance he's going to come back. He he played outfield three weeks ago, and he was playing first team for a whole couple of weeks ago. And although he's their third choice keeper, he's got a lot more exposure in the last six months than what he had prior to signing for us. And I think that if he was made available, much bigger clubs would come in for him, and I don't think we'd get him. Although I'd love to have him back, you know. Yeah. I was the first one to stand up and sing Bozzy's number one. That was my favourite song last <laughs> season out of all of them. Um, Clark and Baldry look this season to be different players to last season. Look, last season they both looked Shadow. immense um, and they were part of the rock behind the team, but this season they're both getting beat easily, too yeah. easily, um, which is a shame. Injuries, been terrible this season, and we 
haven't had a chance to play our strongest eleven. I would say all season, which has been a shame. Yeah. It seems like to me pre-season started too late for us due to the playoff final at Wembley. So we started about three, four weeks later than everyone else. Yeah. So we've been playing catch up ever since, and we're still playing catch up with yeah. the league in terms of fitness, which is surprising. But for me, you know, there are a few positives this season so far. Simpson looks great. Lowry looks great. Did the same signing shows massive intent and the quality of player we are looking for. Lloyd James, before he got injured, was looking superb. You know, dominating matches and spraying the balls left, right, and centre. Um, and when we get all the strikers fit, there's definitely going to be a decent combo in there to take us forward. You know, Plasmati, Dagnall, Mooney, Lisby, Henderson, Bat. That's six decent strikers at this level, five yeah. vying for two places. And it's just finding that right combination and the great and the midfield also setting them up to do to do things. Yeah. So, following the game yesterday, uh, some great points there, mate. Um, following the game yesterday, we put out on Twitter, what do you think, realistically, what do you think needs changing at the club? Um, and Adam Blanks, one, two, three. Uh, Clark, a goalie, a winger, and an experienced manager. Cool. Okay. Fair, Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, that's realistic. At Les... LK52 says goalkeeper. I'm deadly serious. They can win matches and conversely lose them too. Exactly. Yeah. Yep, agreed. Um, Robert Hawks at Harlow Orient. Team spirit. Slade installed that into the team. Now there doesn't seem to be any. It makes a major difference. Yeah. And, yeah. and with Slade, you can see what he's done at Cardiff as well. He's done exactly that at Cardiff to get them all playing together and playing for the shirt, which is what has been lost for the last couple of Yeah, weeks. exactly. At Shep Kennedy, it all starts at the root. Clued up managers to start. Okay. Uwe Rosler seems to be a name that fans wanting whether he'd come to us or not would be yeah you know but still you know Mauro's only been in the job for a month see, or I so like it's what, I see I, I, I take umbrage with that because I think that Mauro isn't the problem I think it's the players yeah. that are the problem and Mauro's got the ball on the floor passing and moving it he's animated on the touchline telling them where yeah. they should and directing them and, and, and stuff I, I like him yep. at James LOFC Crow consistent defence when, when all fit pacey winger and a goalkeeper that players have full faith in, like Eldin last year. Comes yeah. back on your point. Absolutely. Great, great point, James. Eldin was a great keeper. Yeah. Seriously too good for League One. If we could get him again, then I would Amazing. say throw all the money in the world at him. I just don't think he'd come back to us. Yeah. Uh, Paul Morant at PM31970. Uh, Leading new manager. Need to sort out a disciplinary record. Need to sort out goalkeepers. Pace in the team. And bomb out overpaid players who aren't doing it. Bang on. Yeah. Bang on. Not too much needs changing there, Paul. Haven't heard from you in a while. Thanks Thanks for getting in touch there. At Valencia underscore Orient, a good goalkeeper is generally said to be worth 18 points a season. Yeah, absolutely. Interesting fact for Uh, you. SJM at SMCCA8421. Short and sweet. Manager. Yeah, Yeah, I don't think it's the manager that's the problem. Yeah. Crane at JN Crane. We had no tactical play today and we had no idea what to do without it. Uh, this manager's seems hope. This manager seems hopeless. Yeah, Vince Howard at Vinny H seventy three says, "Blimey, where do you start? Defense is a crock of, mm. and attack ain't much better. Uh, new goalkeeper, right back, and right winger needed." Okay, James Reynolds at the occasional one. It's not hard that a manager. It's not that hard a manager with experience of this division. Goalkeeper issue needs sorting as well. Jason Fernando at Mug Naz Pugna says, can't have a captain who's clearly out of form leading the team. We need a new spine that is solid and consistent. Yeah, good Cow. Two, not a lot. Injured players back, speedy winger, and dare I say, a John Mackey type centre back leader. Yeah, at David Sears 3. So the commanding goalkeeper, a right winger with pace and a change in luck. Keep expecting things to change, but not going to happen. That's a great point because every win, 
everyone goes, this is the start of it, and yeah. expects us to snap out of it. And then yeah. a week later, we're having the same points over and over again. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Gary Lane at Latent Orient. Pile of... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Supporters don't help. Beat a Sunday team and we're champions, then lose. Good manager at hashtag CCFC. Five wins out of seven, question mark. Obviously referring to uh, our former manager there, who's now at Cardiff. Yeah, Harry Wright at Harry 11 uh, Goalkeeper wouldn't be such an issue if he wasn't under constant pressure. Ball retention in midfield and defence needs sorting. Okay. Um... Jason Douglas at Jason Doe six five seven six one six five two. Clark needs to go. Ditto Baldry. Both keepers are Ryman League standard. Major overhaul in January. At Samcast nine says we need to consider playing the extra man in midfield. Can't think of a game in two thousand and fourteen where we haven't looked barely outnumbered. Christopher Lomax at Lomax underscore Chris. Average age of the squad. Young blood is needed. Yeah, JH at Ian Manny Rene John says young blood. We need players with desire. We need to have a serious look at getting eld in. We need some creative outlets in midfield. And at the authentic Gaz, positive from today. Moon second goal in successive weeks. Negative from today, blowing it after getting back into it again. Great point, Gary. At Mike Brown Music, what needs to change? A consistent lineup would help, unless injuries and suspensions wouldn't go and miss either. Which brings us on to our last tweet and a great one to sum it up from. Absolutely. Say. Uh, our friends over at the Pandemonium at Pandemonium one eight eight one. We need stability from top to bottom go back to basics in training and have some pride in wearing the shirt absolutely so thank you for all your feedbacks that was great we'd, we'd you know take them all into account and we try to give as many different views as possible to give a more balanced argument so keep them coming with your tweets and emails so to finish up this podcast on a positive note on a positive note now it's just positive 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 um, God of the Month competition is back for November so Absolutely, believe it or not, we have actually got some goals yeah, we have. that are actually worthwhile. So our three nominations are, the first one uh, is... Slight left field. Slight left field, but for our youth team, Nick Brown versus Colchester. Amazing. If goal. you haven't seen it, go on YouTube and just type in Nick Brown, Colchester, Orient. It is superb and... Take if, a bow. If it doesn't win this competition, I'll eat my shorts. <laughs> um, but then Bartley's uh, goal against uh, Northampton, which was well worked and nicely finished. Great finish also. by Marvin Bartley, something that we'd never thought see happen. Marvin Bartley scoring a goal. Yeah, I didn't think he'd ever be in this competition. Yeah, and the push invasion didn't happen, unfortunately. Otherwise, <laughs> it would have been amazing. And our last nomination was Chris Dagnall's first goal last week against Crew. Beautiful ball from Josh Wright. Dagnall hits it sweetly into the bottom corner. Funny, yeah. So three fine goals. So give us your vote either via Twitter at Orient Outlook or via email at orientoutlook at outlook.com. Also on Orient Player, I think we should plug that because it brings money into the club. Yeah, fine. Okay. Orient, uh, Orient Player, it's on there as well. Yeah, so we've got a busy week ahead, me and Paul. We have. We, on Wednesday, we are interviewing uh, four-time Leighton Orient striker, Scott McLeish. You can't wait to interview him. It'll be... The hat trick of our interviews to add Absolutely. to our back catalogue. Yeah. So we're meeting him on Wednesday. So any questions, please get in touch and let us know. We are taking requests and we'll aim to get all your questions answered by the man himself. Absolutely. Let us know. And on Thursday we've got the fans forum. Most of you probably know it's been the two um, fanzines that have been involved, as well as the supporters club, uh, Johnny Davis, Mauro, and uh, Alessandro. And uh, yeah, now now the, the, the podcasts are being involved uh, in that as well. So when we are able to report back on that, we will do. Yeah, but if you've got any questions, if you've got any points that you want answered and they are <coughs> askable About and the... clean and, you know, <coughs> make sense, then we will do our best to ask him. So if you've got anything to ask Johnny Davis or Mauro or 
and Angelo is it Angelo uh, Alessandro Alessandro yeah they'd get in touch with us we will do our best to ask but as I say it's got to be a common sense question we yeah, can't go match day we, experience we problems yeah. stuff like that but please ticketing do problems get you in know. contact so no midweek game for us this this week we have only got the one game next Saturday yep, away to Gillingham in the JPT if you're cool. free and looking for something to do next Saturday get yourself down there as long as it doesn't rain, hopefully everyone will have a pleasant experience. Absolutely. I'm leaving it to the last minute to decide. Otherwise, we could go and sit in the home end. No, don't do that. That'd be silly. Um, Just saying. £12 to get in, I believe. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're going, have a safe journey. Have a safe trip. Hopefully, this time next week, we'll be looking forward to a regional final. Absolutely. Two games away from Wembley. I'll be saying that again so soon. <laughs> So, sing up for the boys. Keep calm. Keep listening to the Orient Outlook podcast. Keep interacting with us. Let us know your thoughts and uh, have a good week. And we'll see you next week. Yeah, as always, up the O's. Have a good week. You might want to sing it note for note. Don't worry. Be happy. In every life, we have.